Broadsheet Radio Network. Welcome to the Shared History Power Hour. Don't live life without it. You know, I couldn't have picked a better tagline to go with the Shared History Power Hour. Y'all, it's a finale. It's the season six finale. Wow. Maintaining to our tradition of everything falling apart by the time we get here, we are having tech problems we are having wine and we are having a good time a good ass time i am going to because i know that it is killing him to be quiet i'm going to go ahead and introduce our guest who is here with me at at the broadsheet studio warming uh my heart and my eyes with his boyish charms and good looks it is love of both casts in my lives, um, apple of our eyes. The one, the one white man we will both fight over. <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't expect to cry this early. Uh. I forgot to ask Alex how he wanted to be introduced and then he refused to give me information. So. I, I, you're, I said surprise me and surprise. Alex, I don't think you know how often, like, completely without any knowledge to you, how often Natalie and I just, like, get in spats over our love for you. Natalie will be like, oh, I just did a show with with Deaver and we got to do a a love duet. Fuck you! (laughs) Has has accused me of seeking you out as a... as to be romantically opposite me in shows. And based on um, the, the the reels and the photos that come out of those shows, and I had to tell her that most of those are from the same show. It's shows. from the same show. They It was just reused for months Yeah, after it was the just fact. a very romantic show. Uh, let me, uh, let me unslander myself. I never accused you of that, Natalie. I said, if I was in a show with Alex, I would force him into love duets with me because that's my toxic improv trait. I just force love duets. And I was jealous that you got to do so many. And you're like, oh, it was the same show. I was like, yeah, still jealous. Yeah. Now that's not to take away from all the other ones that we've done, but I yes. think all the ones that you've seen are all from the, all same, from the same show. show. I think, yeah. And honestly, I'm glad because in my mind, next time I see one, I can just be like, I, I think that was the same show. They changed, they changed yeah. mid show. Yeah, we did a costume change. We just got got so hot and sweaty in what we were wearing from all of the love duets in the first one that we had to change. I Listeners, if you notice any tension going through the sound waves, it's because at time of recording, I'm sitting here in beautiful Des Moines, and Natalie and Alex are in the same goddamn room. Oh, they're caressing hands now. Great. I'm just seething in jealousy over here. I want this to be a, a happy homecoming, but I can't help but be a little uh, 
a little miffed. Yeah, Cass tried really hard to figure out if there's a way that she could get her ass here for this. I had offered all of us just meeting midway in the Quad Cities. And I told Alex that I can't go back to prison again. And I just don't like driving to Iowa. <laughs> no one does. <laughs> I. Uh, but we're here now. We're here now. Alex has kind of been low-key harassing us to be on the podcast for some time. And yeah, years. It's not that I we stood didn't outside want of him. the polling places this year and actually got people's signatures. Um, <laughs> they thought it was for something very important. They were but like, it was "Can you to finally me, Can you write me in as a on, season yes. six finale guest?" <laughs> I'm very happy to have him here because Alex is uh, incredibly talented in a lot of ways, but one of his weirdest talents is just knowing the randomest fucking shit about fucking shit. Mm -hmm. I don't know how else to describe it. It's really the only way to describe it. Oh, yeah. if you want to hear me talk about shit, you should listen to the uh, Wombats episode of Pod Pod. Oh, you did Wombats? I did. I talked to... Oh, so uh, I'm on for two episodes. Uh, one where Simon and I talk about puffins and one where Simon and I talk about Wombats. I'm on uh, talking about another marsupial because Wombats are marsupials, right? Theoretically, yeah. Theoretically, uh, uh, <laughs> there are, they are. I I was on uh, talking about possums. So. Of both varieties. And I would talk about Simon all day, every day. True. This is also true. So next time you're at your local polling place, write in Simon Collier. Uh, for... yes. And go check out Pod Pod. And go check out Pod Pod. Okay. We have to get into it. We just have to get into it because this episode's going to go off the rails anyway. It's already started that way. And and listeners, to remind you, our finale, we do a special waterfall episode mm -hmm. wherein we pick a topic and then we kind of take turns. We waterfall down the line. Wherein one of us starts tasty, tasty history. And then the next person can't, they can't stop drinking the beer until the next person takes over the story. And then the next <laughs> which is weird and difficult because these usually go for hours these episodes we <laughs> recording are not at least gonna survive much longer so it's only appropriate that alex is, has made us do a literal waterfall episode today because <laughs> bringing it to the to the up to the upstates of new york where he hails from. we're talking about niagara falls and you're from the actual Ooh. waterfall, right? You were like, you I... were born behind the waterfall, like last of the Mohican style. Yes. So his my, mom was the Lady of the Mist. My family uh, found me at the very bottom of the Horseshoe Fall, <laughs> and uh, they were on a made of a made of the Mist tour. Um, for those of you who have ever seen The Office, um, mm -hmm. and they heard a loud a loud crying at the very base of that waterfall and uh, lo and behold that's where which they... that's that's impressive because it's loud down there yeah mm, yes despite my asthma i've always had a set of lungs <laughs> that's what we all say about you that's what i'm mostly known for yeah i know i how dare i miss it in in the intro um who say niagara falls to me a human being who's never been to them or if i have if, if my parents are listening to this and I've been there, it doesn't count if I was under the age of 10. I have no memories from before then. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been to Niagara Falls, though. I immediately, because I also know that you're, you're from the Buffalo region. Uh, I'm from um, a town smack in the middle of 
Buffalo Niagara Falls called North Tonawanda. And if you want our one claim to fame, we used to be the home to the Wurlitzer factory and we made jukeboxes, organs, and carousels. I, and my hometown is actually known as, uh, we have the signs all up over town, home of the carousel. I fucking love that. I think this explains a lot about you, Alex. You can't grow up in such a weird niche obscure town and not know weird niche obscure things every sunday we would go to church and after the mass we would walk out and right across directly from the exit to the church there is a horse impaled on one of the carnival poles just there because again we're the home of the carousel it's a very yeah, it brightly... just sounded a lot more violent yeah well it's a very brightly said. painted horse but they're all over the town and it just looks like they're trying to tell the circus to please stay away it's <laughs> they're all over um... natalie can you do me a favor yes can you say carousel carousel alex can you say carousel carousel you hit that cell carousel Oh, yeah. You did it a little bit more. You didn't really do it that time, but you said we're the home of the carousel. The home of the carousel. Well, if you say... I'm assuming that's a North Tonawanda thing. Uh, probably. If you... Wait, what's your town called? North Tonawanda. 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 Not to be confused with Tonawanda. They are across the border, and we separated from them after a fight over a rock pile. Very pawny. Fuck off. I know that's a true story. What is the story? No, that that's it. it. There was an argument over the property lines regarding a giant rock pile next to what is now the baseball diamond that is next to the police station, and uh, a late eighteen hundred. You grew up in Pawnee. Smidge, yeah. Um, we Dear can't reader. fix the potholes, but we did just change the fonts on all the street signs. So. Oh man, dear readers, if you can't understand why we're both in love with him, I don't know what's wrong with you. I, I, as a, as as a person who tap dances and who has never been to Buffalo, Buffalo to me is a dance move. Um, and also, the, I <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I I immediately think. <laughs> in this situation because you were like let's talk about niagara falls and i immediately in my head went to niagara in a sleeper there's no honeymoon that's cheaper and this train goes slow you know what <laughs> natalie shuffle shuffle off to buffalo i now know why alex has not been on the podcast until now all of this you just you do things to us, you cause chaos and shenaniganry, and I'm nervous. Like, I was worried when Jim came on. That's true. But, like... I'm an instigator, and I don't care. I'll say it. I'll say it. I'll say the things. I speak the... Listeners, you can't, you can't see right now, but Alex is wearing a leather jacket with a candy cigarette hanging out of his mouth, leaning against a wall. Yeah, and a pack up, of cards so. rolled up in his sleeves as if it's a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> He's to... a good bad boy. Yeah. Or yeah. a bad good boy. I'll wear I... my nice t-shirt and jeans to help your mom fix her toilet. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know what it is? I think Alex is the female gaze. <laughs> <laughs> But I like, thought you were going to say Alex is the female us well, for some reason. Well, yeah, but well. we are three all weird gendered iterations of each other or 
non-gendered or something. I don't know. We are all one. We are the trinity of weird right here. Yep. Uh, dips on being the Holy Spirit. Oh. It's not about... Oh. God damn it. It's not about <laughs> us, guys. I'm going to kick us off. I'm going to be the first barrel to go over those falls. I'm going <laughs> to talk to you. I'm going to talk not dirty to you. I'm going to talk rocky. Well, I guess it's dirt, too. We're going to talk about geology for a minute here. <laughs> uh, Niagara Falls is over 12... 12- hold on, hold on. Sorry, sorry. One sec. Alex, uh, now start drinking. Oh, perfect. I, <laughs> oh, shit. No, no, no. Love, you'll die. Love, love, Deep love. breath. Deep breath and start drinking. Go. Natalie, talk quickly. Uh, Niagara Falls is over 12,000 years old. Um, close to 18,000 years ago, Southern Ontario was covered by ice sheets. Oh, God. You guys are going to die. I'm going to have to go get the bottle of wine. But here's okay, long story short, end of the ice age, ice melts, water floods into the Niagara River. Uh, there were originally five spillways from the Lake Erie to Ontario, but then there was only one. Uh, the original Niagara Falls at the was at the escarpment of Queenston and Lewiston, but eventually the force of the water wore away the rock layers and Niagara Falls eroded to its current location. And currently, Niagara Falls still working away at that rock. It uh, It moves back about a foot a year. So it's always moving like a very slow shark never stops moving <laughs> never backwards obviously uh white people were not the first ones to ever gaze upon the falls which alex already kind of uh implied or inferred to the fact that there's there niagara falls is actually two different waterfalls yes uh that we just refer to as one it's horseshoe and what's the other? Uh, it's just the American Falls and the Horseshoe Falls. The American Falls and the Horseshoe Falls. Um, separated right in the middle by Goat Island. Yes. Fuck off. Goat Island. Greatest of all time. I love an island named after an animal. I love an island named after Michael Phelps. The true goat. <laughs> the first is Where's Not Simone Biles? Not Serena Williams? Uh, really? You're going to go with Michael yeah, Phelps I'm gonna as the goat? Serena Williams. <laughs> I would like to retract my goat. Well, hold yeah, I'll give you I'll give you a chance well, to amend seen, that. We've never seen Michael Phelps play tennis. That's true. Yeah. Maybe that's that's what we've been missing. Anyway, <laughs> uh it's not about white men, but it is because that's where a lot of the actual history that I that I was able to find with like dates and shit, you know, my least favorite kind of history um was more about like who what Europeans saw it first. So I, I think it's I largely the uh, the Five Nations Iroquois are in that area. So they would have already been very privy mm-hmm. to the majesty that is Niagara Falls. But uh, there's Jacques Cartier who uh, left, left France for the New World in May 1535. We don't have a fancy rhyme for him. So please workshop some. Uh, he never saw Niagara Falls, but he, we know that he heard about it from like the natives he met around along the way because he like journaled about it. And then similarly, uh, Samuel de Champlain visited Canada in 1608. He also never visited Niagara Falls, but you know, heard a sick rumor about he's, some beautiful falls. He's and got a lake monster named after he him. He does. Put, he also journals about that. It's on his Zangach. You should check it out. And then, 
apparently it was only like the Belgian and the French were who were were toiling around this area at this time because then it was uh, Etienne Brulé, the first was the first European to see lakes Ontario, Erie, Huron, and Superior. And so he may have been the first one to behold the falls in 1615, but he's not our flag planter. And we all know that you discovered something if you said that you did. And so that <laughs> December 1678, French explorer, uh, Father Louis Hennepin, also French, but he was Belgian. I'm pretty sure he was Belgian, but we're going to say that he's French because half the sources were like, he's French. And I was like, I'm pretty sure he's Belgian. Belgium's basically the do not start more eastern version of France. What? Don't start another international incident. You're already I've already had two of those. Belgium is France. I'm gonna say it. Wow. All right. Um, wow. They both do a great pastry. This is true. Hennepin. Most Americans don't know where they are. That's also true. <laughs> I mean, hey, I could keep going. Europe. <laughs> So, uh, uh, Hennepin is the first like ever engraving that we know of of the falls. Um, he also estimated their height to be 183 meters. So he's really the type of guy who's going to tell you that he's like six foot, but he's only five eight. Because he thought it was, he thought the falls were three times taller than they were. So we can't. He's a walking red. Oh, flag. you've never eyeballed something incorrectly. <laughs> never. I mean, I went to Minnesota once, and I was like, man, there's a lot of lakes here. There's probably, like, 10,000 lakes here. Give or take. Um, back to the French. So there's, a, there's Belgian. a whole bunch of fort shenanigans that are also happening around this time. So basically, the, the French or Belgians are like, hey, sick falls, what up? Also, at this point, that's the that's the mouth of the Niagara River and basically, like, controls access to the Great Lakes. Like, you can't get to the Great Lakes. The Erie Canal doesn't exist yet. So, like, this is, this is our primary access point to the rest of the Great Lakes. So they set up a stronghold, and there's, like, a series of them. There's French – there's Fort, uh, Fort Conti in 1679 which doesn't last long in 1687 they build another one i don't know why it doesn't last long everyone's just like it didn't last long and i'm like okay <laughs> they built that fort of sticks do -do 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 -do. um there's fort denonville uh is erected in 1687 and lasts all of a year and then they finally in 1726 uh france finally erects a permanent fortification a castle of sorts fort niagara then it switches hands a lot because uh, colonialism and war. So 1759, Britain takes control during the French and Indian War. They like, siege on the fort for like 19 days. They do reenactments of the siege at the at the old fort. Now, if you want to check it out, if you love a man in in a red coat uniform, then then it's yielded to America in 1796 following the uh, American Revolution and the Treaty of Paris, which basically said like y'all got to get out of here. You can't have things anymore. Britain, get the fuck out. But they held on to it because the, the Treaty of Paris was like 17, 
eighty something that that was seventeen seventy. News takes 80. a long yeah. time to travel. They really were like, we're not gonna <laughs> leave until we're asked to leave. They were that last table at the restaurant that's like, until I understand that you're closing, but until you come over here and you tell me I need to leave, I'm not going anywhere. Oh, Cass, you definitely said something on this episode that was so on brand. What do you mean? You know, like you have a brand. The way you look and communicate, what you place value in, all of that is your brand. Just typical you being you. Oh. How do you know so much about brands? Oh, well, I've worked with Bates Marone Sweet Design. Who? Bates Marone. They're a boutique branding, marketing, and web design agency based in Chicago. They've got great strategists, designers, and copywriters who all work together to make brands better. How do they do that? They combine research and storytelling. They find out why a brand is the way that it is, and then they bundle all that up into a nice little package for the business to take with them and use going forward. Shoot, that sounds great, right? Well, are they just for huge corporations, though? Oh, absolutely not. They have experience with all sorts of clients, from startups to Fortune 500 companies. Ooh, fancy. Mm-hmm. If you want to see some of their past client work, learn more about their processes, see what it takes to join the team, or if you're just ready to schedule a meeting, go to their website, BatesMarone.com. That's B-A-T-E-S-M-E-R-O-N.com. So then America has it, and then the Brits recapture it during the War of 1812, because the region was a, like, was a tumultuous region, especially during the American Revolution, because it was a, it was just teeming with British loyalists. It was a lot of a lot of uh, British loyalists who were getting run out of Boston and whatnot would go up to, uh, go up to the Niagara region and settle up there and kind of get their shit together up there. And there was they had the fort at the time, so it was like a safe spot for them. But then also they were stirring up all sorts of shit amongst uh, the Huron and the Iroquois and just, uh, but it's a hub of, of British loyalist activity. So they take it back during the War of 1812. And then in May of 1815, at the end of the War of 1812, the U.S. takes it back. It's it's still strategically valuable until the Erie Canal. So they get a good decade out of it. I think Erie Canal was born in 18, mid 1820s. Um, and then the, oh, wow. and then the forts, 1820. And then the, uh, the fort was, uh, was restored in the earliest early 20th century so that we could, you know, have parades and reenactments. Oh yeah. Uh, we would all go there every fourth grade, um, elementary school class in the area takes a field trip to the old fort now. oh i thought you were gonna say every t- every fourth grade year i was like how many times did you do fourth grade alex fourth grade we always went to fort nag <laughs> always a delight um they have their own ghost stories about the headless hessian a german <gasps> who supposedly got his head blown off by a cannonball uh, and then dropped down a well and now he haunts the grounds to this day the headless hessian is that's like that's like a great german bar oh for fucking sure 
They got yes. the long tables. They got and... pretzels as big as your head. Oh, and the mustard. Honey. <laughs> Natalie, that was really insensitive. Pretzels as big as your head? Pretzels as big as your head. He, he doesn't have one. But if he did, it'd He'd be about the size of a pretzel. After he got shot with that cannon, his head looked like a pretzel. It was just all mangled and twisty. And... Um, I just think it's really interesting. Like, I, I, I never think that dates are interesting. But I do think that it's interesting that the, for the most part, the Niagara Falls region was almost completely, like, untouched by Americans until basically the revolution and Europeans in general, like the, obviously the fort was there and there, were, there were folks milling about, but for the most part, it wasn't like overflowing <laughs> with, with whites. Overflowing. Um, and then, you know, there's like a bunch of bridges and shit that were. <laughs> Listen, sometimes when I take the, the, <laughs> when I take, draw the straw of I'll start the story, I'm like, I don't know. And I, I don't know what, I don't know for sure what Cass is talking about. And I don't want to step on toes. I do want to address. Step away. Well, here's the thing. So I wanted, I want to bring it back to Goat Island real briefly. And then I want to bring it back to my... You mean Serena Williams Island? Serena Williams Island. Simone Biles Island? Bring it back to um, my beautiful song and dance that I did at the beginning of this. So first for Goat Island, and also because you know me, I got to make it about Chicago, Cass. Oh, God. And if there's a will, there's a way. If there's a gnat, there's a way. Yep. In the 1870s, Sightseers had very limited access to the Niagara to Niagara Falls. They had to pay for a glimpse, and once people started coming and visiting for tourism, there was a real threat of commercial development and industrialization. And so that led to a conservation movement in the United States known as Free Niagara, and it was led by uh, Frederick Edwin Church, the architect Henry Hobson Richardson, and our man from the Chicago World Columbian Exposition, landscape designer Frederick Law Olmsted. So not only am I bringing it back to Chicago, I'm also bringing it back to a previous finale, our finale with Jim Fazello, former roommate of Alex DiVirgilio. So I the world is so small. Resist. The world is tiny and Chicago's great. You're welcome. There are so many full circles getting just fuller and fuller here. This isn't even the only time we're going to hear about the world's exposition today. Yes. Or Jim Bozella. Or Jim, I'm Wait. sure not. Oh. <laughs> Guys, you are not going to believe when I bring up some of this history. It's just the Bozella <laughs> family history. The, the reason I, I said that this ties back to Goat Island is that the, like, governor or whatever of the region brought Olmsted to Goat Island as to basically paint a picture of, like, why this area needs to be preserved for nature, why we need to take care of it and not let industrialization take over it. And, and uh, Olmsted, like, fell in love with Goat Island and also bring it to taking it to Buffalo did a whole series of of parks in, in Buffalo and that was before that was kind of like where he kind of he didn't cut his teeth there because he was already working but like a lot of the ideas that he did that he developed there he brought to the Columbian Exposition 
uh, in addition to other efforts, the Niagara Preservation Movement advocated for state purchase, restoration, and preservation through ownership of the scenic lands surrounding Niagara Falls. So that idea that it is owned by the low, the municipality and it should be open for all, et cetera, which is exactly what we do in Chicago with our riverfront. Um, I am sure Cass is going to talk about honeymoons. Are you going to talk about honeymoons, Cass? Oh my gosh, I am. To reiterate, to Niagara and a sleeper, there's no honeymoon that's cheaper and the train goes slow. Woo, woo, woo. Off we're going to shuffle. Shuffle off to Buffalo. Cass Maher. That train, by the way, is in the Museum of Science and Industry. Fuck <laughs> off. That song is from the song. That, that lyric is from the song. Shuffle off to Buffalo from 42nd Street. Okay. Well, the reason that I wanted to jump in front of Alex is because I'm talking about kind of the tourism of it, but I really just focused on uh, honeymoons and daredevilism because like, yes. why, why, come on. So I just got some tasty, tasty little, little tidbits. And then I know Alex knows everything else. So then I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do a brief little interlude so that we can end strong with him. Cause I don't want to just send us crashing and burning not burning, but crashing. So like Natalie said, Europeans kind of first came over and discovered around the 1600s, yada, yada, yada. Uh, the 19th century, so in the 1800s, that's when tourism really became Niagara's main industry. In 1801, Theodosia Burr-Alston Dear Theodosia, won't you save you? That was beautiful. Um, yes, that Theodosia uh, of Aaron Burr of Hamilton fame um, married her husband, Joseph Alston, and they were the first documented honeymooners. They went in 1801 to see the falls on their honeymoon. And like all society, royalty, rich, famous, whatever, they became somewhat of trendsetters. They did a bridal tour with like servants and like nine horses. And I bring yeah. this up because let's bring that back. Let's do bridal tours. Yeah. These parades. Give me the horses. About upstate New York. <laughs> So speaking of bridal tours, uh, one of our favorite short Frenchmen, Napoleon Bonaparte, he had a brother, Jerome, because of course his name was Jerome. Ooh, Alex, your head popped up. Did you yeah. not know that? Uh, no, but that's my dad's name. Shut up. Is his last name Bonaparte? <laughs> uh, you would be surprised to learn it is not. Is he related to French royalty? You know, uh, also, royalty? I think I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say that maybe their name might be the only thing they have in common. How oh, well, then how tall was he? Three oh. foot seven. Oh, Rome they're the same height. All right. Really? What if Bonaparte <laughs> was really tall? And like that's why Napoleon had such a Napoleon complex. Well, oh, my God. It's so weird that a guy named Napoleon had Napoleon. I know. Complex. <laughs> what are the odds? <laughs> Wild. I did see 
in the article I found about Jerome, I thought they showed a painting of his brother, Napoleon, but it was actually a painting of him. They look strikingly similar in portraiture painting, at least. I need to let um, you know that as as a person who just Googles how tall people are all of the time, I regret to inform you that I was not able to find a swift answer to how tall is uh, Jerome Bonaparte. However, I do have this snippet from something that says he has grown taller and and much better looking. So... <laughs> Hey, good for then Napoleon. Wow, tall, nobody has ever written that about tall, me. Tall, distinguished with a military air, long, must, dark mustache, and goatee. So Ooh. that's also never been good for you, Jerome. Good for you, Jerome. I'm Google image searching him. Well, that might be the only thing good I say about Jerome because he kind of like has a little bit of a tragic Niagara story. Oh, well, no. his Niagara story isn't tragic. So in line with uh, bridal tours in 1804, um, Jerome Bonaparte married a young American beauty. Her name was Elizabeth and she was from a family of high society in Baltimore. They got married. They did a tour to New Orleans and they stopped through Niagara on their way. Some people say that they like abandoned their carriage and their train and everything and just went on horseback and camped all the way, which I'm like, swoon, so cute. Um, But it was kind of looked down upon. Apparently she wore this scandalous dress. I don't know if it was to her wedding or just in general. Um, Napoleon was like big uh uh-uh, not down with it. So when Napoleon was for his coronation, Jerome went back to France and on the border of France and I don't know where they were trying to enter from, but one of the borders. <laughs> That's the same place, Natalie. <laughs> well, that to Napoleon. <laughs> um, to Napoleon everywhere was France. That's true. Um, Anyway, so Napoleon was very anti-Elizabeth. So when they're on the border, uh, they will not let Elizabeth in. And so Jerome's like, oh, and she's pregnant, by the way. So he's like, babe, stay here. Wait, I'm going to go talk to Napoleon. I'm going to I'm gonna put him on an apple box and I'm going to look him right in the eye and I'm going to tell him that I love you and I'm going to make him see. So he goes, Napoleon's like, uh-uh-uh. And then in the article that I'm reading, it says Jerome was going to go on to see Napoleon. A few years later, he married someone else. What? That was the last time he saw his wife. And he didn't he didn't go back and say, like, all right, babe, here's the thing. Like, we can't make this work or what. It was just like, oh, I guess I guess she's stuck there. He's just in Belgium forever now. He's stuck in Belgium. Thank just God another, they have waffles. Just another Balmer babe in Belgium. <laughs> so yeah, like Bonaparte's like shooting over two right now. Fuck that! Oh, fuck man. that! Jerry B. Fuck Jerry B. God, and I yeah, like we're tall and and handsome. 
Also, I, I couldn't I find know. a single picture of him with the mustache and goatee as described, so must not have been that. I think, I think Natalie's a liar. I mean, I was paraphrasing Google search results, so I don't know what the context of the whole sentence was that, was came, that came up in the search results. <laughs> this is a diligently researched podcast. <laughs> Clearly, we are professional historians. Yes. Um, Take me back to the falls, baby. Anyway, so we're back at the falls. Elizabeth is stuck outside of Belgium. Um, but with that being a high society Baltimore, America. Yeah, yeah, I'm, hey, hey, I'm yeah. Knock, knock, knocking on Belgium's door. <laughs> Sorry. We, we, we. It's yes. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, very two high status people following on the tales of dear Theodosia. So all of a sudden, Niagara Falls is like, oh, that's like the new trendy fad. Let's go honeymoon at Niagara. Let's get married in Niagara. So from the very beginning of the 19th century, Niagara Falls just became this honeymoon spot. Uh, it became known as the honeymoon capital of the world. Uh, in 1825, a date that I mentioned earlier, um, Erie Canal. The with the completion, yes, of the Erie Canal. Uh, the mules named Sal. <laughs> a moment of silence oh for Alex's joke. <laughs> Carry on. And moments over. <laughs> Alex, just keep drinking, okay? Keep drinking. Glug, 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 glug. Glug, glug, glug. Oh, yes. With the completion of the Erie Canal, it made transportation to and from the falls a lot easier. So while it started to become, like, hot and heavy and popular, it was still difficult to get to. And then with the ease of transportation there... Yeah, it was like and a tourism. Bougie, it was a bougie honeymoon destination there for like a couple decades. Like, yeah, wealthy. Yes, and then it became more and more popular. Um, a few twenty years later, in eighteen forty-one, there was a popular tune that I don't know the tune, but I'm going to make up a tune. Oh, please do. Here, I have the lyrics. And then figure out what this melody is. Readers, you can uh, you can gut check this against the link to the actual song that I'm sure I will include in the show notes. <laughs> All right. One, two, three, one, two, three. To see the falls, they took a ride on the steamship made of mist. She forgot the falls, she was so busy being hugged and kissed. Oh. It started a little Gilligan's Islandy and ended very bluesy, which I don't know is super accurate for 1841, but I'm a fan. Super accurate to 1841 for sure. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Throw a harpsichord in the back. We're good. I want hugging and kissing in 1841. Be careful. Well, they were married. Ankles next. They they were married, Alex. So it's okay. But agree with that ankle thing. I'm seeing far too many ankles these days. I can never see enough. <gasps> <laughs> Scandalous. <laughs> dresses up. Scandalous thing happening. I got my OnlyFans. It's only ankles. 
Uh, all of Natalie's Google history is just ankles. Yeah, I only look up how tall people are and what show me their ankles. <laughs> I thought it was weird. <laughs> a friendship anklet. <laughs> really weird if you make it weird, Alex. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. You know, most people just say take your shoes off at the door. Natalie says take your shoes off and roll up your pants. Yeah, cuff cuff them. It's cuff and see. Cuff <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I get it now. Now it makes sense. Um. Cool. So if there's anything Americans love, it's celebrity and a bang and bop. So we got famous and rich and royal people honeymooning there. We got a hot tune. Song of the year that year. Song of the year. I think it was the top 100. Ryan Seacrest played it on all the phonographs mm -hmm. before they were invented. Actually, I don't know what a phonograph is invented. Anyway, um, it became so popular. Jump in all the way forward to 1949. They started whole century. issuing a whole century. They started issuing honeymoon certificates and printing those out. So people who got married and honeymooned there, they could get a certificate. I believe it was like from the mayor or from the mayor's office it's like a government certificate saying that you honeymooned in niagara and you can still get those today oh that's cute yeah love a souvenir love a souvenir better than a pressed penny is there anything better than walking into your kitchen looking at your refrigerator and having your magnets tell you exactly where you've been for me it's my christmas tree it's why i'm extra depressed that i don't get to put it up this year uh. oh no fine you know what? I have I have a or an ornament. We can cut this out. I have an ornament somewhere in this office from a trip we went on after uh, we had to live in the office. And I'm like, should I just put up that that uh, uh, Bohican Lodge, uh, Ohio <laughs> ornament just on the wall, like <laughs> in memory of a time that I left this apartment? Cass, we have to save Natalie's Christmas. <gasps> Natalie, you just started a journey. I just started a, a Christmas whole, journey. A whole Bitstorm. Christmas adventure. You just started the plot to our next Hallmark Christmas movie. Cass and Alex save Christmas. Okay. All right. So honeymoon, love. Yes. Let's talk about death now. Um, since Natalie brought us down. <laughs> well, that's not going to be, we're gonna, we'll edit that out. The people don't know that I went to the Mohican Lodge. <laughs> okay. Till death do love. us part. Perfect. I love it. Till death do us part. We just got married. We're honeymooning. We're having a blast. And then all of a sudden people are like, when I come to the falls and I look over at this majesty and this beauty and this expanse, my heart burns for one thing. To throw myself off of it. Danger! Danger! Um, yeah, for some reason, I don't know if this is just a weird human thing, if, I mean, we don't really have a lot of information on it before, if it's just like the whites being crazy and it's like, I must conquer this! Human condition. Yeah, um, something <laughs> just, I... <laughs> so I get it. I I tried to search like why people 
people got in barrels and jumped off falls or just why like so many ways of like people just trying to jump off the falls and survive i want to know why I, I just don't know barrels. i don't i don't know we can break it down you don't even have to get me to the falls start with start me with why you got in a barrel yeah and and so, to the hijinks of the book the hobbit <laughs> which case well as the hobbit had yet to be written they're saving themselves so they needed to get yes a matter of life or death. so the only way to get down the road yeah so the first person to conquer niagara in a barrel first person to jump off in a barrel and survive was annie taylor she was a middle-aged woman she was kind of down on her luck i think her husband had just died and she was like, what can I do to make money? You know what I'll do? I'll jump in a barrel, roll off the falls, and then I'll be rich. Um, so she did. She climbed inside a barrel. It had a harness on the inside that she strapped to um, to kind of stabilize herself, filled it with pillows, and then they closed it and they pressurized it with a bicycle pump so that it was airtight jumped off, survived. And she, she was like, was that? She thought this through. This was well-planned. Yes. Oh, very well-planned, yes. She thought it would bring her fame and fortune. Um, it did not. Uh, I, there's a picture of her. Like a step one, step two, step three question oh, but mark. if she had step done it on profit. TikTok though, she would have blown yeah. up. <laughs> Man, if only TikTok existed. That's in a Billy Joel Zanzibar, and she would have just lit the internet ablaze. <laughs> Step one. Um, there's a picture of her sitting next to her barrel at a little kind of table outside with a sign that says, Annie Edson Taylor, heroine of, of Horseshoe Falls. Um, I don't know if she was expecting to sign autographs or what, but... It didn't do what she thought it would do. Um, and then in 1911, Bobby Leach went over the falls in a steel barrel. Now, again, why barrel? It doesn't make sense to me to begin with. Steel? I I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. What would you rather go over the falls in if not a barrel? I wouldn't want to go over the falls. Uh, one of those Zorbs? Oh, okay. One of those like big inflatable uh, oh, Zorb yeah. falls? I would just wait. Yeah, I want to I can see out of a Zorb. I'm a, I want to yeah. bubble boy that shit. Bubble boy? Yeah. That'd be dope. I want to go um, to Vic Gyllenhaal and have Taylor Swift write a song and everything. Full Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Bobby Leach went over in a steel barrel, broke both kneecaps and his jaw. And then in this in this blurb, it all it says is he plunged in a steel barrel, broke both kneecaps and his jaw during the event. Years later, while touring in New Zealand, Bobby slipped on an orange peel and died from complications due to gangrene. <laughs> You can soar off of the Niagara Falls, but you can't survive an orange peel. I also, but you know, credit Dang for green. credit uh. for uh, the originality of it being an orange peel, not a banana peel. 
give them that. Sorry, in Australia. Right. That'd be... Is it? Yeah. Banana peel is exclusively an American thing. I, the is more... it really? I have no idea. <laughs> no, that's... Yo! That's right. fucking fact now, and I won't hear it's otherwise. It's canon. It's human. We're <laughs> Australia. So, uh, listeners from Australia, please, please confirm <laughs> the canonical nature of this. Uh... Jump nine years forward, 1920, Charles Stephen went in a wooden anvil, but he used an, or a wooden barrel, but he used an anvil for a ballast. I don't know, but a ballast, what's a ballast, Alex? I mean, either of you might know, but I assume Alex knows just off the, off the cuff. Ooh, I'm going to say something nautical. I hate, I hate to disappoint you. I don't know. If I... Oh, it, I mean, it is. It is. It's, it's, it's the bottom of the boat that, like, improves stability. Yeah. I assume that what it is, but I don't really know. Either way, he put it... The barrel from, like, bouncing a lot. Like, yeah. an unnecessary amount of... An unnecessary amount of airtime for that barrel. That makes sense. So, so yeah. So, he put an anvil on it. What do you think he tied himself to? The fucking anvil. Like, what would make most sense? The uh, outside of the barrel. Yeah. No. He tied himself to the anvil... I mean, I knew you guys were going to say it, but, like, it would make sense. Like, okay, you put an anvil on the barrel, but I'm going to tie myself to the barrel. He tied himself to the anvil. It says, Chuck's right arm was the only item left in the barrel. He tied himself to it, and he sucked him apart. What's in the barrel? What's in the barrel? (laughs) Just an arm. That's the... So... Yep. Six. (laughs) In... In 1928, someone went over in a large rubber ball. How many times has this fucking happened? Oh, and these are these are just like snippets. I think there's obviously more. This is insane to me. Yeah. In 1930, George Statakis went over in a barrel and he suffocated to death when his barrel got sucked behind the falls for more than 14 hours before people could get to him. Oh my god. Um, there is, in 1961, someone went off in a ball-like contraption, which, looking at a picture of it, looks like BB-8. You're not seeing what shirt I'm wearing. Cass, look at my shirt. Shut up! Oh my god, you're wearing a BB-8 shirt! <laughs> this has happened twice this season that I've been wearing. Honestly, if I were to go over the falls, I'd want to go over in BB-8. BB-8 would keep me safe. Cass, we have to take an ad break. Fair enough. But we're a history podcast, so we have to infuse this interlude with some tasty, tasty facts. Okay. Oh, tasty facts. Like brewing beer using hops became a standard practice as a result of early drug laws in Bohemia. Ah, yes. The Reinheitsgebot Law of 1560. I remember it well. Now that hops are no longer a legally required ingredient in beer, welcome to the future, our friends at Herbiary have taken it upon themselves to release your taste buds from the cages of convention. They've experimented with over 200 different herbs and botanicals, building on the rich tradition and fermented folklore of hop-free brewing. Learn more about their delicious section of brews and where to find them at herbiary.com. In 84, a Canadian, Carol uh, Susek, went over, survived the plunge. It doesn't say what he went in. Oh, yeah, he went in a barrel and he survived. And then he tried to recreate his dive or his drop 
in the in the Houston Astrodome and died because the barrel hit the edge of the water tank. Like he missed the tank. Oh my god. That's like those American funniest videos where it's like, look, I'm gonna do a backflip onto the trampoline, and then they like hit the cement. Oh god. Those oh my god, those like hurt my soul. Yeah. Not a so ever survived one of those Americans funniest home videos. <laughs> no. They're pretty much just in memoriam reels. So then in 95, there a, a couple went, male and female couple went together. The final one, I believe, well, in 2012, it was broadcast internationally. There was one. Um, Nick Walenda, described as King of the Wire. He's a high wire performer. Um, it's now been... Uh, it's illegal to do that now. Someone recently, by recently, maybe like 10 or so years ago, was fined about $5,000 for doing it. You can be fined up to $25,000. Um, friends, don't jump off Niagara Falls. It's not cool. If your friend jumps off Niagara Falls, would you? And don't do, don't, don't tightrope walk over Niagara Falls either. There's a lot of that a lot of no, that has happened. Don't do, that. do you know what the word for a tightrope walker is? A what? fun a ambulist. That is the word for it. A fun ambulist. F U N A M B U L I S T. And I know that because Weird. there have been several uh tightrope walkers who have gone over the falls. Do you know what the term for a tightrope walking EMT is? <laughs> I fucking hate you. Oh god. The fun ambulance. <laughs> oh, fucking shit. This is why I only You're see right, Alex cut this out. like cut this once out. a month. <laughs> <laughs> all our bodies can handle. It's all we can handle. So I went, I meant to do the, you know, the history of kind of tourism, but I really just got stuck on honeymoons I and mean, barrel tossing because there's an alarming not? amount of each. And it's a nice, like, a dichotomy yes. of, of life. Yes. You know? I will say I have been to Niagara Falls. Me, my mom, and my sister did a kind of like New England tour. So I drove from, this was the when I first moved to Chicago. So I drove from, drove from Des Moines to Chicago and we moved me in. And then I drove from Chicago to Niagara Falls on the Canada side. Very out of my way. Denise, my mom loves to drive. Like it made total sense for her. So I just went along with it. So me and my mom drive to the Canada side of Niagara Falls. My sister lives in Denver, flew and met us on the American side the next day. So me and my mom are just like living it up. And can I say the Canada side, so much better. It's like Vegas. It's beautiful. There's light shows. There's like these amazing restaurants, like plazas, like everywhere to walk. And then we went over to the New York side the next day and my sister met us and I was like, mom, don't tell Kate how good the other side was. She'll be mad. <laughs> um, fun fact about the barrels. Um, you can go to the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum on the Canadian side of the falls, and they have a whole mini section in there dedicated to the history of people going over the falls in barrels. And they have some of the barrels. Do they have what's-his-face's arm? That's a <laughs> Perfect spooky scary. I... I also kind of like looked at the barrel stuff because you can't not, you can't look away. 
and amidst other like daredevilly stunt bullshit that I had found, I learned that there is a an old steel barge that remains stranded a few hundred feet above the falls and has been marooned there since August 6, 1918 when a near tragedy was averted by three men who opened the dumping hatches of the barge to let water in and ground the out-of-control boat. So, speaking of spooky scary, a stranded barge. Ooh. Haunted. Oh, for sure. For sure. Goat Island is haunted with goats, so. The ghosts of goats. The ghosts of ghost, goat, ghosts. They say that a, a headless Hessian haunts the grounded barge. Yeah, and that he... <laughs> that was a stretch. That he thirsts for goats. Ghost goats. I just... Guys, I'm... We gotta... I gotta leave. I need to go pitch a new show called Ghost Goats. Uh, ghost it's, ghost, it's Ghost Hunters, but we're only looking for the ghosts of goats. There are more than... Greatest of all time? Goats. It's bad. Oh, boy. Uh, all right, I'm going to start drinking now. <laughs> all right, Cass, you ready to start chugging? Because I got to keep chugging because now we're chugging along. Yeah, yeah, old chugging. Yeah, I'm going to chug liquor. Is that yeah, a good idea? No, I, I hate to jump back in time from Please where we, where we ended. Um, but I do have to jump back. So just a few years before, a few years prior to the World Exposition in Chicago. I told you we wouldn't be hearing the last of it. But if you go over to Goat Island and you go up to the very edge where you can see the Horseshoe and the American Falls, you'll see a big old statue of Nikola Tesla. And you might wonder to yourself, what is this big old statue of Nikola Tesla doing here? Um, it is... Like the Lincoln Monument, um, he's just sitting in a big old. Yeah. Phallic. Washington. Oh, that's a Washington Monument. I'm talking Shit. about the giant phallic nature of the Lincoln Memorial. Yeah, it's a chode. <laughs> I'm. I meant. The, oh, I hate the word chode. Sorry, I always get Lincoln and Washington confused. <laughs> anyway. I, I wonder why there aren't more statues of Nikola Tesla lounging in chairs wherever I go. But please tell me why this one is but on this Goat one's Island. Here. Well, this one, let me tell you, is here because of his work making the first hydroelectric plant in America. Um, so we're going to dial it back to 1887. Tesla is there. He makes his first alternating current induction motor. Um, and thus sparks the war of the currents. You got Edison on one. Sparks. There we go. Look, I... Do you think that wasn't intentional? It's Alex. Everything. <laughs> this man is 100% pun intended. Alex needs to have like a tramp stamp that just says pun intended. I will pay for it. Uh, I was going to say this could be your Patreon exclusive content. Fans, listeners... If someone out there is an artist or a tattoo artist and can come up with the art for Alex's pun intended tramp stamp, I will make sure it gets on his body in a totally not creepy and 
consensual way. Oh yeah, this is this podcast is a recording of my consent to this whole great shenanigan. Lock and load. I'll hold him down. I just agreed. <laughs> yeah, but you don't have tattoos. You do have tattoos. I have. You haven't seen Alex's back He's... piece? Oh, my giant Brendan Fraser back tattoo. Did you say Brendan Fraser? Yeah, my giant Brendan Fraser back tattoo. Oh, Brendan Fraser rising like a phoenix out of the wreckage of his career, similar to like Ben Affleck's phoenix back tattoo. Yeah, it's. No, it's out of the wreckage of the Bulls or the Bills football season, which they're doing well. So I was just trying to make fun of the oh. Buffalo Bills. Trying to, I was oh, trying to rib you. Lost four straight Super Bowls. That should have been a layup. Alex is like you. The can't. only team to go to four straight Super Bowls and the only team to lose four straight Super Alex Bowls. Alex is like, you think you can hurt me? <laughs> Molded by it. But that's not what we're talking about. No, we're talking about. So he makes his Tesla makes the first alternating conductive uh, induction motor and the alternating means that the electric currents go back and forth direct current means it only goes one way and so in uh 1891 this is unrelated but it felt moderately important tesla finally becomes a u.s citizen he becomes naturalized he's having a great time he was originally belgian right he was yeah he grew up in um belgium and in 1893 george westinghouse uh, who eventually becomes General Electric, gets a contract to light, be the official lighting sponsor of the World's Expo. Mm -hmm. And he invites Tesla to show off his alternating current, which he does, doing a demonstration that he had toured across America and Europe, and he's busting out the greatest hits of, look what my light bulbs can do. And so... Now that's what I call light bulbs. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie, did you know, like, obviously the the Great Columbian Exposition brought in so many people because they're excited, but what really sealed the deal was there was a hit pop song called Look What My Light Bulb Can Do. Do you know how that goes? Can you sing it for me? If you guys want to do a duet, actually, because it is a duet initially, called Look What My Light Bulb Can Do. That's true. It was, it was a big hit at the expo. <clears throat> Baby, you shine so bright. I can't believe what you do. Baby, you light up my night. I can't believe what you do. We can walk after dark through a lit up park. And that's just one of the things my light bulb can, can do. do. Look at my light bulb. <laughs> Look at my light bulb. Look what you do to my bulbs. Shining in the light bulb. You're the only hand that I hold. Look what my light bulb can do. I just had an idea. Blink. Quiet incandescent. But I want to make love to you under my light bulb moon when it's shaped like a crescent. And that's just one of the many things my light bulbs can do. Unfortunately, the artists of that song were murdered by H.H. Holmes. But there was a uh, 
a confessions part two to that song. That's my lady. I'm gonna abduct her. Check out what I can do with my alternating conductor. It didn't do well at all. That that one didn't do well at all. It was a little too on the nose with the abduction. I thought the elephant solo was great. An unappreciated in instrument in its time. Hold on, wait. Let me go get my trombone. <laughs> Sit down, Cass. <laughs> anyway, Nikola Tesla. He's got the alternating current. He goes and does this demonstration, and then he's asked by Edward Dean Adams that same year to come to Niagara Falls because he'd like to consult. And the article that I read phrased this wonderfully, so I'm just going to steal it. Um, the best way to get power out of those falls. Um, that's all he wanted to. Con he wanted to consult on the best way to just wring all the power he could out of them. How do we falls. get the the power out of these here falls? Mm, there's power there. How do I get it out? You got mm. power right here, in Niagara City, <laughs> with a capital F, and that rhymes with F, and that rhyme stands for falls. And so <laughs> spends a couple of years working on. The these designs and he comes up with these motors and he holds nine patents by the time he's done in the course of two years he gets nine patents for this hydroelectric plant that provides power to the area buff the buffalo the greater buffalo niagara area and uh in 1895 he stops working on this because his fifth street laboratory in new york city mysteriously burns down along with all of his notes. Now it's during this time when he's engaged in mm -hmm. his ongoing war with noted shit heel Thomas Edison. What a fucking piece of shit. What a fucking piece of shit. Am I right? I but the are. damage to Tesla has already been done because Buffalo and Niagara and the greater surrounding area, they already have their electricity. They're using alternating current. And I say the damage has been done because he had no way of knowing this. But Nikola Tesla is about to single-handedly destroy a chunk of Niagara Falls. <gasps> That's right. Because with the advent of the electric and the hydroelectric plant in Niagara Falls, the area became, as you noted earlier, Natalie, industrialized, which was a fear of a lot of the conservators what of we that time. What we were trying to stop the whole we time. And I didn't want to spoil anything, but it didn't work. And so all these in industries start operating in the area, and it becomes a factory town, and they start dumping their waste. And at one point, a chemical company called the Hooker Chemical Company. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, Hooker Chemicals eventually, after disposing of all these harmful chemicals, in uh, I believe it is, wait for it, Ah, uh, yes. 1952, they are the sole owners of this land, and the city of Niagara Falls wants to buy the land from them, although all of these chemical companies, for years, because of this rampant industrialization, have been disposing of their chemicals on this plot of land in mm -hmm. Niagara Falls. Now, Goat Island? Not Goat Island. Ugh. It's wow. got a better name. Love Canal. Stop it. I will not... 
It's just you're shooting your hooker chemical chemicals into the love canal. You're shooting yeah. your hooker chemicals into the love canal. It feels very like do not have sex or you will get pregnant and die. Wait, not to become that blatantly obvious. Watch this, this slideshow of STDs. City of Niagara Falls wants to buy it and develop the land, but Hooker Chemicals like no, we own the land. Also. There's so many chemicals. Yeah, it's a landfill. It's a landfill. <laughs> Don't do this. And the city of Niagara Falls says, what if, we, uh, what if we just sue you for it? And they do. And Hooker Chemical Company eventually settles for $1. And they say, we will sell the land to you for $1. Please leave us alone. <laughs> And don't ever develop it. Like, have it, but we are doing our due diligence in warning you about everything that is buried under here. Like, it's not great, but we have gone above and beyond for the times. Yeah. It's a veritable Pandora's love canal. Also, honestly, just, like, the fact that they're warning them is above and beyond. Like, let alone any mitigation that measures that they've taken... The fact that they're saying, guys, trust us. You know it's bad when a company when a chemical only when a chemical chemical company is coming clean and saying don't. Just don't. And this is the fifties, so I don't is OSHA around yet? I probably is there a, not. I don't know that there's any regulations. I watched Mad Men. We are shaking picnic blankets just off into the middle of woodland areas and leaving leaving our roadside uh, picnic scraps. All right, quick Mad Men side note. Uh, Pete and Trudy, spoilers to my season one of Mad Men folks out there, Pete and Trudy <laughs> go on their honeymoon when they get married to Niagara Falls. Like you have to. What? I bet they got a certificate. sleeper. There's no honeymoon that's cheaper. That's And he didn't have a lot of money. He eventually has to ask Trudy's father for money. Uh, and the Clearasil account. Like, but that's for about, another time. Spoilers! Spoilers! So, Hooker Chemicals sells this land for a dollar to Niagara Falls with the huge caveat of don't build on here. But build they do. God damn it, Niagara Specifically, Falls. they build two schools. I really thought they were going to listen. Schools? They build two schools. What? The 93rd Street School and the 99th Street School. And they build two For children? That's right. And they build two schools. And the construction of these schools causes a break in what was containing the chemicals, causing all of these chemicals to leak into the groundwater. And do you know, uh, did either of you watch Chernobyl? No, it hit a little too close to home. I started to, and I had to stop. The, yeah. That's fair, because same thing's about to happen here, oh, where no. birth defects and cancer rates in the area skyrocket. Just absolutely Someone skyrocket. call Aaron Brockovich. This is some bullshit. Yeah. The city eventually evacuates the area overnight, and the whole area is still there, and it is a ghost town nowadays. You can just drive through it. And there are some people that still chose to live there, because, like, eh, we're all dying. And so they just... That's died. very Florida of them. Yeah, right? Uh, but the rest of them, everybody else got relocated and they built a pop-up town in uh, just a town over in Wheatfield. Uh, and so... They, I just can't get over them being warned and being like, nah, I'm good. Nah. 
What do you know, co- company that's been dumping these chemicals into the ground? You know what? It's it's one thing to be all like capitalist and be like, nah, we're gonna buy it, we're gonna develop it, and we're gonna put a shopping mall or a big money venture. Nope. We're gonna put we're gonna put schools. kids there. Children right on top of where they told us not to build anything because it's, you know what's wild about this? Mr. Burns is the good guy in this narrative. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. What do they say about stopped clocks? Uh, they're right they're twice right, a day. This yeah. is the time of day. That Mr. Burns what? is the good guy. The blind squirrel has, you know, found his once in a while nut. Oh. Um. Uh. I also still can't get over hookers and love canals, but I'm yeah. a. <laughs> I'm a. Fifth grader. It, the whole area was a FEMA disaster area for a bit, and people still aren't supposed to live there nowadays. But um, uh, the area is there. You could theoretically live there if you wanted to. Um, some folks uh, still, in fact, do. But the crux of all of this comes down to the Disney movie Miracle chronicling the 1980 men's Olympic hockey team win. I love a sports movie and miracle gives you exactly what it says on the tin oh kurt russell hey you guys yeah hey what team do you play for i'm ralph cox i'm from where not gonna get me hit (laughs) (laughs) whistle tweet tweet michael ruzioni Who do you play for? Belgium. <laughs> I really hope we don't have any Belgian listeners. Otherwise, we're... You know what? Fuck it. I do hope we have Belgian listeners. I hope we Bring do. it for us. I hope we do. But they, they're they not in our top five countries because they weren't in our Spotify wrapped. <laughs> but you know what? Belgium, you can be as mad at us as you want. We always give you non-metric conversions. So no, you're you welcome. Metric. We do metric. We give them metric instead of imperial. We use imperial. The metric system was that makes no uses. Why are we called imperial? I don't know. We're democracy, allegedly. Because of our history of imperialism. He's, he makes a good point. All right, I'll give it to you. Ah, there we go. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, yeah, I wish this story had a better resolution, but the resolution is. They got it under control, so they left, but it's still there and still a problem, and people were never able to move back. Yeah, it's just one of those classic, like, we we fucked up, so we're just going to, like, avoid the problem, and the solution is avoidance. And now, so here's a, a moderate tangent into today's day and age. A friend of mine growing up lives on the border, and every year they have a big family get-together. Uh, where he has family from Tennessee come, and they have a big lot mm-hmm. behind their house, and they everybody puts their campers in their tents there, and they have a big old horseshoe tournament. It's a delight, and I've made jello shots for it before. It's wonderful times. Uh, a couple of years ago, I went back home, and it was during the summer, and they had to move their big event because the city told them they couldn't have people parking on their lot, and this is now my hometown because... Get this, there are chemicals leaking out of the groundwater crossing the border between 
what is uh, the town of Wheatfield and my hometown of North Tonawanda. Chemicals the, don't believe in borders, man. Nah, and the <laughs> cities are arguing with each other, and it truly is like a he's on my side type of thing. Like, oh, you need to take care of this because it's leaking into our groundwater from your city. And then their city's like, no, you need to take care of it because it's happening on your side of thing. Like, it's take care of your own groundwater. Thank you. We'll take care of our. I thought you were saying it was on the border of America and Canada, and no, I was like, "Are we about all, to start a war with Canada?" All U.S. baby, Canada. That's so American. But two pro tips for Canada: number one, if you are going to walk across the border, you can do so, but please bring twenty-five cents with you in quarter form because that's what it costs to get back across, and the machines are still coin-operated. All proceeds go to fixing the Peace and Rainbow Bridges. Those are the two big ones. So, so my question with that, yeah. because you've told me this before, that it costs a quarter it to does, come yeah. from Canada to America by foot. Yes, that's uh, the right yeah. direction? So okay. if you are going to America from the Canadian side, the only true way to do things, then you pay a quarter. You, is that you, that's U.S. currency? So you have to have uh, a... no, it's U.S. or Canadian. They okay. pull their resources okay. together. Okay, okay, and... that's good. I was like, very. First of all, big of you to presume that I have change. There's a change shortage. Haven't you seen the signs at every place you go? I have not seen a coin in seven years. Not a single coin. And I worked in retail for a while. You all scratch your scratchers. Uh, I don't scratch. I, I use a bobby pin. Oh, okay. Gosh. I use my teeth, which is why I lost them. You get like a random two dollars every once in a while, though. I uh, I just push over a man who has a cup that he's collecting change. <laughs> I need it more than you. I'm going to Canada. I need, I need to get to Canada. I have to get back into the states somehow. <laughs> yes, they'll never let me in if I don't have my twenty-five cents. No, um, you actually, I can answer that question. I don't buy scratchers, but I always have a quarter on. I have a keychain on my car keys that holds a quarter for Aldi carts. I have an Aldi quarter keychain that they, they, they sold them for a limited time. I have not seen them since every time somebody sees that I have a keychain that I, that literally just holds a quarter. It says Aldi on it. Mine's shaped like an ice cream cone. People ask me where the fuck I got that and where they can get one. And I'm like, they got to bring it back. So Aldi, if you're listening, we need the keychains back. I have several Christmas gifts that could be fulfilled. Also, Aldi, if you're listening, become a sponsor. Yeah. Aldi, if you're listening, the Aldi closest to me, um, yes, is within a mile of a school, but I think it's bullshit that you can't sell alcohol because there's literally a liquor store across the street. And I know that's not a you problem. That's a Chicago liquor laws problem. And I'm sure I'll get into that in season seven since Cass <laughs> and I exclusively do Chicago stories. But I, I, I'm upset about it. This is when we talk about temperance leader Frances Elizabeth Winstead yeah. and the few brewery. Willard, thank you. Oh, for, sorry. You're right. No, you're right. Remember you're right. That you have a microphone. No, you're both right. You're both right. So kind of here and put up with these shenanigans. Ugh, man. Any other random factoids of Niagara Falls for us? Uh, yeah, if you're going to go over the falls, uh, as Cass mentioned, it is illegal, but you do have a better chance of surviving if you go over the Canadian Falls. Go over the Horseshoe Falls. Is that just because he the healthcare situation is better? <laughs> yes, but also, even better than healthcare, less rocks. Oh, yeah. The American yeah. side is almost exclusively uh, rocks 
at the bottom, uh, you will likely not survive. Rocks and an anvil with 80% um, of that man. <laughs> Still attached. And he haunts the falls looking for his arm to this day. So, Natalie, we've been talking about doing a live episode for literal years now. I mean, we've done one. We've done one. But I was also still living in Chicago at that time. And that was pre-COVID. And now I don't live with you, near you. And also COVID's still kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Allegedly. <laughs> um, but I'm going to propose something. Will you marry me? <gasps> oh shoot! Different kind of proposal. Different kind of proposal. Can ask me that. We can. In front of my other extramarital lover. Yeah, is your husband there too? <laughs> Bring yeah. Justin on. Stairs. Yeah, he's just I called him to open my wine. <laughs> For you and Alex to drink. Yes. It's red. God, I love this. And it was opened with a drill bit. <laughs> Are you serious? No, it was open with basically an ice pick because we don't, for some reason, we've been living in my office. We've been living in the office for the better half of the year and we don't have a, we don't have a wine key here. <laughs> um, no, so I'm going to suggest maybe we rendezvous mm -hmm. in Buffalo with Alex, I North Tonawanda. You that Buffalo isn't on the way to Chicago from Iowa. I'm saying you and me and alex will go to his hometown all three of us will get married we'll honeymoon at niagara and then we'll do our first live episode post covid from niagara it will be very loud yeah it'll be very but... the, the recording quality is not going to be great but i'm here for just the comp the quality of the company there's a lot of caveats God, here a lot of like devil's whole gorge don't talk about Devil's it. Hole and, oh, and Ladies gosh. Canal, the Lover's Canal. Can I? Yeah, uh, I would. It would be ridiculous if I didn't bring this up. So the, <laughs> you know how the falls, as Natalie had mentioned, is slowly moving backwards every single year. Yep. Well, it's carved out a heck of a gorge. Just delightful. <clears throat> you can hike right down to the bottom of it, get right up next to the river, where I'll tell you right now there are whirlpools. Yeah, it's pretty and wet rapids. down there. And you can take a jet boat right up those rapids. Uh, you can jet straight through. Jet straight Devil's through Gorge. whirlpools, and yeah, the state. Which is part, weird because it's not a natural lubricant. No, you would think you would think, <laughs> but it's really easy. Just to use plain plain water to get just just willpower and force. <laughs> yeah, because the current's not going that way, so you really got to force. No. You gotta just ram through it. And sometimes they'll yes. just kind of wiggle it a little bit, but mm. that doesn't really tend to get things going it's any not. further. It's more about the state of mind. You really just have to. <laughs> it's more speed than power. Sometimes I would Sometimes you can look up and see the giant cable car from the Great Wolf Lodge that goes over the top of the gorge. Uh, that's on the Canadian side if you ever go, but. Um... <laughs> Some people are I into great wolf lodges. I know that there lodges. were great wolf lodges outside of the Wisconsin Dells, so I'm learning something <laughs> on this podcast. It only took two hours, but I learned something. <laughs> yeah, you just go and hike right down to Devil's Hole State Park. <laughs> Not exactly next to the Love Canal, but it's in the same general vicinity. 
I'm realizing that if we ever made a sex ed video, we're mapping it around Niagara Falls. Oh, yeah. We're using that whole thing as a metaphor. Oh, yeah. Well, Niagara. Now, if you want to get into the Love Canal, be careful because it will be wet. Wet and dead. Now, if you want to avoid, avoid the hooker chemicals, Make sure that you don't go to Devil's Hole. I'm just crying. That shit just seeps right out. Now, he's going to try to give you the old headless hessian, but don't fall for that now. Because you can probably get him to go all the way to Goat Island. Oh, God. You just find that Billy Goat and you keep on bucking. Now, if he sits on your Tesla staff, you've gone too far. Now, if you if you're feeling like it's a little dangerous and you need to cut bail, you can pull an old sco and just abandon ship right in the middle of all that wet nonsense. But make sure you always use protection. You tie yourself tight to a barrel and wrap it good. If you're into it, you can always get on the Maid of the Mist. <laughs> no. Or get off. Ah. Uh, Everyone gets uh, off on the Maid of the Mist. <laughs> Made my ass. Arguably <laughs> one of the wettest wonders of America. And honestly, that's how I judge my wonders, is how wet is it? Yeah, how wet is your somebody wonder? Said, somebody asks me, they're like, hey, you want to go see the Taj Mahal? And I go, how wet is it? Oh, oh yeah. Some, somebody was like, hey, do you want to go take a gander at Mount Rushmore? And I was like, is it raining? Because I need that mountain to be wet. Yeah. I want to see the ripping, ripping off of uh, <laughs> Roosevelt's nose. California redwoods, unless they're California wetwoods, don't even bother. No, thank you. <laughs> I don't want it. I am currently in this moment <laughs> tremendously grateful that Jim Vazella recorded with us during a time of harsher quarantine and thus. <laughs> Was not physically present because I don't, I'm having the hardest time handling this right now. We've had a hand. And you know what? It, if there's one thing I know about the falls, it is hard. It is hard to handle. It's hard, hard to handle. It's slippery. Mm hmm. Don't use an anvil as your And gosh, we didn't even talk about the Cave of the Winds, which is all the little tunnels and holes behind the falls that you can walk through. You can't. You know, a lot of people think there's just one big hole, but there's a lot of little there's ones you can little, find if you look. A lot of little holes you can explore. A lot explore of secrets. A lot of behind secrets. the wet parts. You just got to get creative. Jesus Christ. And this, so does this, when do we have to put the warning on? <laughs> <laughs> the warning is our theme music. <laughs> Um, Alex, weirdly, the past five minutes of this episode have been dirtier than the entirety of our 69 sex episode. That is true. That nice. is true. I And that was all about sex, and it was number 69. So imagine how dirty it got. My goodness. It filthy. What's weird is when I upload episodes, I have to mark whether or not they're explicit, but it doesn't give me any opportunity to explain why. Is there like an eye marking? A lot of, it doesn't get explicit, but there's a lot of innuendo yeah. and... Marked E for euphemism. Like if a kid listens to it, they're not going to be traumatized, but they might have a couple of questions. 
<laughs> but like they you can play it off as something more innocent we've said this before in episodes kids this is a history podcast don't cite this yes don't use this as a as a professional source but um, also see our sources i'll have posted them they'll be they'll be on our website sharedhistorypodcast.com we link to it from the show notes so if, if that was too much for you to remember it's linked in the show notes along with uh photos of probably our devil's hole and our lovers alex's tramp stamp and alex's tramp no i need you to write in and i need you to draw in right in uh what were we talking about earlier with a slipknot font um bonus points font yeah bonus points if the font choice on it is just atrocious (laughs) alex where can people where can people see you or get to know more about you? Oh my gosh. Um, you can find me often at um, Piper's Alley in Chicago. Uh, I perform on Fridays with Shamilton at um, Donnie's Skybox in the secondest of cities. Uh, also on Saturdays with Baby Wants Candy. And then you can also catch me at uh, Comedy Sports Chicago and uh, their music show Trapped in a Musical. Um and then you can also check out, uh, if you're on the TikToks, you can check out Van Hellstring's Shy. Um, that's my side music hustle. We write songs about cryptids. It makes me so happy. Yeah, I have a whole song about vampires. It really gets the audience clapping. And uh, you're, you're, who's the other half of Van Hellstring's? Oh, Marie Salter. Oh, past guest of the podcast, Maurice. Oh, a dream. It was a loaded question on my part because I knew the answer. Someone did their research. I know this things. must be a history podcast. I, uh-huh. I know things, but I don't we know. Might, this right. might be turning into a sex podcast. I don't know. I'm a little worried. <laughs> a little right, well, you heard it here first. The spinoff where we talk about every single episode of Netflix's How to Make a Sex Room. <laughs> yeah this is actually shared the- histories brings you shared partners this is the soft launch mm. of uh of alex and i can't stop pitching each other podcast podcasts the podcast <laughs> want to hear us pitch each other podcasts <laughs> oh boy on our own everyone right now pitch a podcast um this is a podcast where we go through the snack aisle of aldi and it's called aldi's nuts <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a podcast where I make a mix CD for every guest on it, and then we go through it song by song. And, and read I just... far too much into every track Yeah, choice. Oh, yeah. We read the most into everything. Oh, wait. Hold on. I have a, I have a follow-up to all these nuts. This is a uh, – it's very similar. This is a podcast where I buy all of the different advent calendars that are available, and it's called Advent. Sure. Pod. Did I ever tell you about the time I We made... don't have time, Alex. <laughs> uh it's been real. It's been long. It's been hard to get through this. I've been, has been just wet. choking back laughter, tears. I am so excited that Alex has been coming on this podcast. That, that took a took a weird pause there. Sorry, I needed to uh, swallow. Um, what's that now? Oh, this is just my favorite thruple, and I'm so glad. 
that we could really explore uh, this relationship deeply and thoroughly together. On this, mm -hmm. on this yeah. Episode. This is a finale episode, so I would apologize, but you knew what you were getting into because it was a finale <laughs> episode and. The only ep the only episodes of this podcast that I actively consume alcohol while uh, while recording are the finales. <laughs> so, listeners, Alex told you where to find him. If you come to Baby Wants Candy, you might also find me. But it feels like the world's keeping us apart. If you want to find out more or see any of the visual aids or whatnot that we've talked about in this podcast, you can this episode. You can you can look at the show notes. You can also always I always invite you to check out our instagram our twitter at shared pod i don't know how much longer i'm gonna stay on the twitters guys i'm gonna be honest you can all I, I got gone yeah i also got gone i personally got gone but the podcasts are still there as of recording mm -hmm. you can also check us out on tiktok i think we're at shared history on tiktok but that handle might change and you can uh leave us a rating or review I wish you could leave us 69 stars, but you anything you can do, you can do that at Apple. Leave us however many ratings it takes to get to 69. Yeah. Leave us. But no, because then they'd have to do less stars to math it out. Don't do that, guys. Don't do that. Don't do that to me. I need I need the full five. Well, that's 13 five-star ratings and one four-star rating. I can't abide by even a single four-star rating. My heart can't take it. Just leave us 69 reviews. Yes. You can also always write in and leave us comments. If you have any questions, corrections, or suggestions, you can email those to us at sharedhistorypodcast at gmail.com or fill out the message form on our website, sharedhistorypodcast.com. It's the finale, y'all, which means it might be a little bit before you hear from us again, but we will be releasing... It's funny. We, we will be releasing Little Locals episodes over on on our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash broadsheet radio. This for Alex has not been a little local. This has been a big old local. It's been a, <laughs> a large local. A large. Quite a, a massive local. A massive. <laughs> wet local. <laughs> no, but that's where you can find us in the meantime. We'd love to hear from you. We're already jazzed about next season and raring to go. So hopefully it won't be, but until next time which will be so long from now an unknown amount of time till then share you later, share you later.